0: Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the podcast production company that's making the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts and a sixth event podcast,
1: D-I-C. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash dumb dice. Get your merchandise today. All art supplied by the brilliant decapitated markers.
0: Hello fellow creatures of the night and welcome to blood and syrup of vampire the masquerade podcast just a quick disclaimer before we start this episode called session zero session zero is where we will be creating our characters and our coterie and a bunch of other rules that only Tom is aware of and he's going to teach us so if you want to find out about the character creation process and the people that we're moving forwards with listen to this episode but if you just want to dive into a story with vampires and such then you can jump to episode 1.1 now I'm going to hand it off to Tom a game master, I don't Story know what the are called. Storyteller. Oh, oh. Uh,
2: so yes, I will also welcome you, creatures of the night, to our spooky, spooky coterie. Uh, so uh, Yeah Yeah That's, that's a great
3: Great great spooky Spooky voice so there spooky. Welcome to my Spooky spooky
0: spooky <laughs> Yeah it takes place well, In a weird yeah. fun house Welcome campers <laughs> Welcome campers Of the night Welcome
3: campers Of the Before night I control The campers <laughs> Of the As, As so, opposed
0: to
2: The daytime so campers can, That just like just like up
3: Trying pants. to set This spooky mood And no, it's I'm, set so, the... I'm beating ready Let's go guys It's
2: session zero I'll start with Spooky voice On session one <laughs> God Goddamn, you. Can you imagine if I was running this entire character build in spooky voice? You yes. must choose which attribute to put one dot
0: into. I feel make like make sure to add two dots to a separate attribute. Uh, I to feel be clear, like a kindred already. Yeah, now we're all vampires. vampires. Or you just run it in the chipper voice, but you're like, I'm a vampire who's a camp counselor. <laughs> welcome, welcome to vamp camp.
2: Uh, look, I just gotta tell you, uh, I never got tired of making people smile. (laughs) Um, Yes, so uh, welcome to Vampire the Masquerade, uh, which is totally accurate with everything we've just said. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade is a system originally created by White Wolf uh, and later picked up by Moffatis, who's the current publisher. They also do the Star Trek RPG as well as uh, Conan and a bunch of other cool things. Um, But basically, Vampire is one of the oldest and most beloved uh, RPGs on the market. Um, Usually, sort of back in the day, it was D&D or Vampire were the the two big ones. Uh, much different from the Pathfinder versus D&D of today. Uh, In any case, um, Vampire the Masquerade has a lot of history. Um, It is uh, a system rather than D20. uh, It's called a storytelling system. Uh, They have a bunch of different games under this model. This is the only one that's been re-released so far. Uh, and this is version five that we'll be playing. So it's the one that came out not too long ago and is available at your local RPG shop. It is not the green book uh, that you may have seen before. Uh, it's the one with the new art and such. Purple
0: uh, and pink, right? Yeah, and like a a, a lady, a spooky lady. <laughs> Just look for spooky stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> hashtag spooky podcast. Oh, yes. Spookity, spooky spooky spook, scary. Spook. <laughs> Boys becoming men, men becoming
1: Spookity, wolves. Spooky spook spook. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I want that to be the name of this show's host, <laughs> is all I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> Lord Spookity Spook Spook.
2: Hi, I'm Lord <laughs> Spookity Spook Spook. You're probably wondering what you're doing in this year's spooky castle. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Boy, my family, what a bunch of characters. Um, so, uh, we're the reason we're doing a session zero on Vampire the Masquerade is that uh, one of the things that's really cool about the system is it's really focused on the social elements of the game and treating... Uh, The creation of our coterie, which is our our small group of vampires who work together uh, as as part of the game. Uh, So rather than me just going away and being like, you all are in a tavern, which, as you know, I've literally done once before on this network. um, Instead, we're going to spend some time uh, on this episode, a going through the rules of character creation so we can all build our characters uh, dear listener, we will cut out the boring math stuff, but just trust me, it's going on, and it's so cool. Yeah, you'll hear the results. I don't understand it, but hopefully we will with calculators. Um, so we're going to do some math, uh, but basically the idea is, uh, weirdly, almost as though this were a TV show, this is almost our our writer's room figuring out kind of uh, who our cast is going to be and, and what they're going to be about. So it's a chance for... Us to figure out um, our character, a bit of our characters' histories, a bit of how they know each other, a bit of how they feel about each other, uh, and a bit about the world. So, in the world of Vampire: The Masquerade, uh, players uh, play as Kindred, which is the the in-universe term for uh, vampires. Um, and basically, uh, the Kindred have been around for a long ass time. There are a bunch of rumors about how they came to be. Uh, there are a lot of them are contradictory. Um, but in our case, we've got some characters uh, who have recently been turned. They're pretty far down the uh, the pecking order, and they're just kind of finding their place in this new vampiric world. Uh, so um, the way character building is going to work, uh, well, actually, I guess we should introduce our players. might be a thing to do. Yeah, uh, we talked, but you've no one knows who all, we are. But, yep. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm Tom McGee. Uh, I'm the Dum Dums and Dragons Dungeon Master. I will be the storyteller for, for Blood and Syrup.
0: Great. My name is Ryan Laplante. I voice Butthole on Dum Dums and Dragons, and now our myriad new wave of shows, including characters we haven't created yet. Uh, and and if I'll throw up my character's name, I will be playing Ridley Beef, also known as the Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> okay, setting the tone.
3: All
4: right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tracks.
3: Great. Um, hi, I'm Megan Miles. I played Bryn on a. An arc on Dumb Dumbs and Dragons It was fun And uh, here I am diving into this vampire world And I will be playing Iris Dunn mm.
4: Ooh, nice Cool uh, My name is Tyler Hewitt um, I am a regular on Dumb Dumbs and Dragons I play Quinny Brownbarrow uh, And one or two other folks when needed um, And uh, today I'll be playing uh, a character uh, Who has yet to be named Because I wrote one down earlier And I hated it <laughs> so you're really starting from zero. I yeah. love it. Yeah,
2: great. Well, we will we will endeavor to sort that out by by the end of this session. Uh, great. So um, that actually brings us to the first uh, first thing in character building. Um, we're basically. It, it sounds like um, at least a couple of you have kind of a general idea of what you want to be. Um, we're going to kind of try and go about this as holistically as we can. In- instead of going, okay, I rolled twenty dice and now I pick what my stats are. We're going to just kind of talk through who your character was in life, uh, the kind of character you want to play in this game, and the kind of things you want to get up to. And then from there, we'll figure out the appropriate skills and abilities and that sort of thing that you want to take. Uh, One of the fun things that uh, is unfortunately very visual but we will be sure to post uh, for you, dear listener, is uh, there's a relationship map that gets built during this phase uh, where we kind of figure out how everyone feels towards each other, what uh, remnants of their mortal life they still have connections to. Uh, as well as various things of that ilk. So we'll be sure to post that. Uh, you can find it on our, our website at garbageproductions.net. Uh, alternatively, we might have a new website. You can find it on the website that we'll tell you about when this goes to air. Yeah, you'll
0: hear it in like the pre-show intro and then the outro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just keep your ear to the ground. Um, and we'll say the relationships out loud so you don't have to yeah, look at it if you we'll, want to. We'll say
2: everything out loud, but uh, if you want to see what it actually looks like when, we're, when all is said and done, we'll do that. Um, okay, so, um, does anybody feel particularly passionate about, uh, kicking things off? Uh, Miles and Ryan, it seems like you guys have kind of a rough idea. Tyler,
4: do you have a, a I've got an idea? idea, I just don't know what this dingus' name is yet.
0: Miles, do you want to kick us off? You got, you got a concept?
3: Uh, loose one, sort of, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I can go
0: specific, and then you guys can have a little more time to think, because I thought I, all weekend.
3: I mean, I don't even know what I need to think about. Ooh. I asked Tom, I asked Tom, I was like, Tom, do I need to think about anything? And he said, no. So, I didn't.
0: Oh, see, this is perfect. Okay, Tom, let's start with Miles then, because what, what do we
2: need? Okay, so um, Miles, uh, you basically told me uh, off-air that you had a couple ideas for the kind of character you wanted to play.
3: Kind of, yes, yes. Yeah, all yes. right,
2: so uh, why don't you tell us about that? Uh, who, who do you think Iris Iris is in life?
0: So pre-vampire,
2: yeah, when she's just, just a person. Living your life.
3: Um, so I thought it would be based on sort of preliminary stuff that you were...
2: We'd uh, we'd kicked around some ideas. Uh, basically, Ryan Ryan gave me a rundown on how uh, the vampire uh, clans and such work because he knows the system better than I do or the history better than I, I do.
0: I did previously. Now you know it better. <laughs> yeah, so
2: um, one of the... Uh, basically, all, all the vampires uh, in Vampire are descended from uh, these uh, creatures called antediluvians who were basically... Um, and they're descended from different older vampires but uh, it's a lot of uh, Sith Lord kind of uh, I kill my parent vampire blah 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 but the antediluvians were are the oldest stock um, other than like the ancient ancient elders who don't really kick around too much uh, at least in this fifth edition so the antediluvians basically survived the flood and are the major the 13 major vampire clans All of them had kind of different abilities that they were able to pass on to their children. So essentially, one of the reasons that we come up with a clan is to kind of figure out what sort of stuff your character what kind of extra powers your character would have. Terrible example, bear with me. If fucking sparkly McGillicuddy was your scion, then that might be why you're a sparkly vampire. Um, in the case of vampire, um, the clans give you basically different feats and traits. So uh, Miles is an actor uh, and kind of ha- has had a lot of experience in the art world. So Ryan suggested it might be fun uh, to take a Toryador, who is a... Uh, they stole their name from an opera, which I think is infinitely adorable for a vampire clan. Hmm. Um, But they're obsessed with art, and they're obsessed with beauty. And uh, so uh, I'd kick that to Miles, and Miles immediately came back with with some hilarious suggestions. So that's about as far as we've gotten.
3: Yeah. So Tom had mentioned that uh, part of their traits are that they love art. They used Or some of them used to be incredible at art, but once they become a vampire, they are no longer able to do what they used to be able to do. So I...
0: Yeah, they can never improve, which yeah. is a, a, such a weird curse that you would know Ooh. as an actor. Like, imagine you could you started right now and you never got better.
3: Yeah, but I, I think, I think she gets worse.
0: <laughs> 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 so
3: I think she, um, I, 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 I kind of love the idea that she was a really inspirational poet. Kind of, I'm going to butcher her name, but uh, like Rupi Cower, like super feminist, super change the world, make everything better, and like kind of life coach public speakery and now that she's a vampire she she has more influence to to spread that message but all she can write is really bad haikus
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes i like this <laughs> this is delightful
2: <laughs> so you've got more than you thought yes. um cool so that's great um because basically the way character creation works is we start with a core concept which is your name what you did in life uh, but then we get to the fun part, uh, which is talking about uh, how and when you were embraced. So in Vampire, uh, when you're made uh, into a vampire, it's known as being embraced. Um, in our case, I think for the narrative of the show, um, all of you have been embraced fairly recently. Uh, I want everyone to kind of just be on the the early, it doesn't necessarily mean you need
0: to be young, but on the early end of, of your vampire None of us are going to be, like, born in World War One kind of thing. Yeah, unless I, unless yeah. we want to be a 105-year-old man turned into uh, a vampire. I am the seventh antediluvian.
3: <laughs> <laughs> or baby vamps. oh
0: uh, shit.
2: Uh, we never should have given Tyler the rule book to read. Um, yeah, so uh, we may we may play with um, some, some older generation vampires later, later on in the series. But for now, I think, particularly as we're all learning the world together, it makes more sense for us to kind of learn... Um, As the characters learn. Uh, As as the characters learn, yeah, yeah. So, uh, great. So I would say fairly recently, uh, the other thing that I'm totally happy to play with is if you don't have an idea uh, for your sire or how you got embraced, that can also be a thing we find out. It's also entirely fair to me that you woke up in a ditch one day (laughs) and you're a vampire. Um, because there's a lot of fun to be had there as well. So, Miles, I'm going to leave that with you for a couple minutes while we jump to these two dudes. Okay. Uh, um, if anything springs to mind from kind of how you've been thinking about Iris and the, the the kind of life she would have had, whether it's like a fan or a publisher, like there's some fun ways to kind of play in that. Um, also, maybe give just a little bit of thought, will these guys go to the kinds of people who might be important in her life? Um, so that can be, again, I'd say think on think on all levels and I would encourage just in, in general for this, this building session, um, since we are kind of collectively creating this together, like, uh, also happy if, if you guys want to like chime in on each other's stuff to make sure that we come up with rather than like D and D where it's kind of fun to like have an unfold, here I want to make sure we, we're all really satisfied with, with the coterie and the characters we've got. So,
0: so we've all got similar goals, so we're not spending our first couple of sessions figuring out what we all want to do. It's like, okay, we're a team. We don't have to yeah. sit down and be like, let me tell you my backstory. And we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll still figure <laughs> out
2: the connections between you. Because like one of the interesting things is each character gets uh, and it, like basically a good feeling and a bad feeling about everyone else. So it could be like, oh, um, I owe this person a huge debt and I'll always be in their debt. is the good thing, but the bad thing is like, I don't trust them. Or it could oh, be, okay. um, I love this person desperately, but I also love their thrall. And, like, I want their okay. thrall. Like, just that sort of thing. So, give that a think, Miles. Um, Tyler, Ryan, why do you guys want to jump in next?
4: Uh, sure. I had a maybe too specific idea in mind. So, maybe we can, like, kind of reduce it back to its core concept or something. But what I was thinking was I was going to be a uh, detective um, who... Was getting too close to the truth of the masquerade by investigating um, mysterious murders and having some, to my peers, some very strange theories. Um, and uh, and I went so far as to thinking that I was then uh, embraced. Mm-hmm. Is the term? Yep. Uh, embraced. Um, first of all, to shut me up, and second of all, to track down the vampire that is kind of acting out of line and leaving like gruesome crime scenes behind. So I'm still a detective, but now it's for vampire crimes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> CSI. I was just vampire yeah. crime VCSI. Uh, that okay. that was what I was. No, I like that a lot. It's it's yeah,
4: but I don't know what this fucking guy's name is. <laughs> cool. Uh, Okay, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that's really good. Um, Have you given any thought to the clans? Are you familiar with the clans?
4: Not enough to to make a choice. I was thinking as law enforcement, it would be one of the ones that are looking to maintain status quo, Uh, one of the ones that are not looking to...
0: Ventru are probably the traditional sort of like leaders of vampire society. They're the like aristocrats of the night. If you were to think of Dracula, he probably would have fallen into the Ventru category. So they're about preserving the masquerade. They're the ones who seem to probably the then, most in it.
4: Probably down that alley.
0: Uh, so there's that. Uh, depending on the abilities that you might want to pick up, there's also uh, the Tremere have like blood magic or stuff like that where they can do thaumaturgy, and that's inherent in clan. Yeah.
4: Well, is it a thing of... Do I exude those principles by being in that clan, or can I be from one clan in service of another?
0: You can, you could. Basically, clan is your own abilities, and then your sire's goals that affect you as a vampire because you have to do what your sire sort of tells you to do. They're responsible for oh, you. Well, then it would be the ventrue, ventrue, ventrue. Pardon me, V E N T R U E.
4: Yeah, that makes the most sense that, to me. That as well.
2: makes sense. I, yeah, I think.
0: Um, Cool, that actually sticks up really well with my idea. If we oh want to yeah, abstract nice. concept. Yeah, it, not in a like we're gonna be the same thing, but just I think there's storyline <laughs> crossover. And
2: there. Uh, Tyler, did you have um, any thoughts on your sire, or is it more so just like the conceit as to why you were embraced, not necessarily who did it?
4: Uh, not in my original plan for this guy, but I, I'd be fine with. Talking about it and trying to figure it out together. Okay, yeah. Brainstorming. Okay,
2: let, let, me, let me chew on that for a bit because there might be some NPCs I can bring in. Or sorry, they story player the characters. SPCs. Is, <laughs> SPCs. Yes, which is also the name of a student price card here in Toronto. Yes, it is, for yeah. getting cheap, like, pizza pizza. So. Yeah, that's very popular bring in your Ontario. SPCs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wicked. All right, well, Ryan, why don't you hit us with what you've got, and then we can start looking at Okay, yeah, mine
0: today. is probably the most, ex- most specific concept. So the show is set in Montreal. I did have a quick question about our connections. Do you want our yes. connections in Montreal? Have we been here for a while just for the conceit of LR Touchstones being local? Um, yes, otherwise they'll all conveniently move there yeah. midway through session one. Got it. Yeah, as yeah, per yeah, my yeah. notes. <laughs> but, we'll just have them there. Great. Yeah. Um, okay, so I like the idea of, I watched a documentary that I was really fascinated by that I would suggest anyone watch because it's really interesting called A Very British Gangster. And it's a, a true crime documentary following around this very well-known, very low-level British gangster who runs like a very shitty Peaky Blinders family, like, out of a house. But he's openly gay, and he's just this wild character who's very bluntly talking about everything. And I love that concept. So I kind of picture this guy. His name is Ridley Beef. (laughs) He looks like a young, like, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie-era Bob Hoskins. Beautiful. But with the hair, eyebrows, mustache, and sunglasses of Philip Seymour Hoffman in Charlie Wilson's War. (laughs) Like if you look at that, it's like super receded and black and back. And he looks sort of like a ridiculous used car salesman almost. And he's always in like a cheap suit. So everything about him is sort of innately ridiculous looking. But he also is like Bob Hoskins, like stocky and very violent and like a low level British hoodlum, probably with illusions of grandeur. And the biggest thing that's prevented him from doing that is the fact that he's sort of innately ridiculous. (laughs) So he seems very funny, which means he's underestimated because he's not necessarily the smartest, but he's like very quick with his fists. So he's probably been like he was collecting gambling debts. He might have run like a he might have become like a bookie, but who does his own enforcing, like trying to work his way up. And involved in that sort of, like, criminal world with a very criminal past. With his own sort of, like, code of honor within that. So I was thinking if he got... yeah, uh, Sometimes there are, in, like, the mafia world, specifically the Italian mafia, if they need to whack somebody within the Italian mafia in the States, they send for somebody from Italy to come out to do the hit. Because they can't trust any locals to not like tip somebody off or betray the hitter. So they bring in like a foreign team where they're like, okay, you're going to be muscle because your only loyalty is to the organization. So I thought that might be, if he essentially got turned to be sent to be muscle in Montreal, then he, we'd have him in the new environment. And he'd come over kind of with that thought behind him. Cool. 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 And he'd probably take the deal. Cause he's got that sort of like, I'm going to be King one day philosophy of like, take any power you can get. Okay. Uh, and uh, do you reckon his vampire stuff was
2: recent then?
0: Yeah, I don't see it being too too long ago. Um, he, if he's clearly been in Montreal like long enough to learn to function within vampire society, make some connections, but he has not been a vampire for like 30 years. I think he's been a vampire for like maybe five. Mm, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Right.
2: And uh Miles, any any thoughts on on being turned? Again, I'm also totally fair to just have a you woke up in a hotel room on tour because I think you've created a character with a lot of potential for kind of transient encounters given that like cuz Ruby Coward like does tours, right? Yeah. Like some kind of I the way you've described her I'm kind of thinking of her as like a motivational speaker meets poet. Is that kind of where yeah. where you're at? Yeah. So, yeah. So I can definitely see a lot of, like, potential along the way for bad bad shit to have occurred.
3: Yeah. I'm down for that.
2: Did you have any, did anything, like, Sabrina?
3: No. I mean, I was trying to run through things through my head, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't have anything quite yet.
2: Yeah, that's fine. And again, like, these, the, particularly like the sire and that sort of thing, don't need to be determined as as... Immediately as things like who you are and what your your
0: clan is. Oh, Ventru for me. I think he's an incredibly unlikely Ventru.
2: <laughs> so we've got uh, Ventru for Ridley. We've got Ventru for um, Wh- whoever this guy is, Detective, yeah. as yet unnamed. We'll um, call him
0: Detective Tyler for now.
2: <laughs> and uh, Miles, you're good with Toreador? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, okay. So on your sheets. Um, you will notice uh, up top we've got uh, name, concept, uh, predator, chronicle, ambition, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, We'll be hitting a bunch of those as we go. Uh, but for now, if you could just write uh, the name of your clan into uh, the clan piece there, that'd be great.
3: How do we spell mine?
2: Uh, T-O-R-E-D-O-R. Uh,
0: T-O-R-E-A-D-O-R. Loves meaties, clans, yo. <laughs> Looking at him since I'm 12. <laughs> Never played the game, ever, but read the book a lot. Very lonely, I mean, that but was, interesting. That
2: was true of a lot of, like, I also read random RPG. I didn't read this one, but I read a bunch of random RPG books. Just being like, maybe one day. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Someone will find it. Uh, great. So uh, next up, we're going to talk uh, attributes. So um, your attributes are... Basically, uh, the way uh, storytelling games work is D10 or 10-sided dice are our main uh, the main thing we're going to be rolling. Uh, so basically, what we do in this game is when we go to try and make a check, we create what's known as a dice pool. So in a dice pool, you basically combine uh, usually an attribute and a skill or an attribute and a discipline... And that will tell you how many dice you get to roll. Um, anything above uh, six or above is is a success. Five or below is a failure. Uh, so, 50 50 chance on all dice rolls. If you roll a 10, it's a critical, and that gives you two successes. Uh, if you roll a zero. Like if you roll two tens, I think, in one dice pool from whatever it is. Is it just a uh, success? They, they count as two successes, but um, it stacks. So, there's oh, like better, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, better yeah, things yeah, that go on.
1: yeah.
2: Um, but uh, there's also a mechanic uh, that's worth noting uh, called hunger. So hunger represents how hungry for blood you are. And this is a, a constant companion. Um, in Vampire, they call it the beast. And it's basically that that m- sort of vampiric monster that lives in your blood and is constantly calling out for, for more. So um, basically, you swap in hunger dice for... Uh, So let's say you have two hunger, that would mean you replace two of your regular dice with hunger dice, and the hunger dice can do different things. So just to keep that in mind as we pick attributes, basically what you're picking are uh, the things you think your character are going to lean on the most in order to build those dice pools. So, for example, I don't think Iris would necessarily be like a high-strength character because the odds of her being a punchy, punchy person are low, but she's probably like a high charisma person or manipulation person, if you want to put it in those terms. Uh, so the way, uh, this works is we're going to, uh, um, basically you get one attribute at four, you get three attributes at three, you get four attributes at two and one attribute at one. So, um, again, I'll, will read those back off for us. Uh, let's pause for a hot second for all of you to fill those in and then we'll pick back up and see where you fell.
0: And we're back. Okay. It, for you instantaneously, <laughs> but for us, MASH. Yeah.
2: Like, it's, it's weird. I got a face tattoo, Tyler shaved. Like, things have really changed.
0: <laughs> I, I grew a beard and I'm depressed now. <laughs> yeah,
2: Maybe I'll get my superhero back powers back when I shave. All right. So, speaking of powers, um, how did everyone fall on their characters? What what kind of... Do we want to
0: talk, like, our biggest stat, then tier two, tier three, tier yeah, four Yeah, I, I think thing?
2: basically, yeah, just just give us... I, I don't think we need to hear all the numbers, but just so that people get a sense of the kind of character you're building. Be like, okay, like, I, I think my character is going to be, like a brawler so i gave i gave him a bunch of strength but also some composure that sort of sort
0: of thing cool uh i think ridley's strength as much as dishing out punishment is an ability to take it so his highest stat is just stamina just taking punishment uh and then his next tier are like strength composure and resolve because i don't think he's terribly good at like being dexterous or even social circumstances but like keeping control of what he's doing and control of himself is his big key thing he knows a lot of people are shitty so he's willing to take that uh, and his worst one is Intelligence because I don't think he has a lot of like academic book learning. I doubt he went to school. <laughs> like that kind of thing.
2: <laughs> Wicked. Uh, all right. Uh, Miles, how about you?
3: Um, I put her pretty low on the strength and dexterity side of things. I think she's got some decent stamina. Like I think she's got some lasting power but mm-hmm. um, I definitely think her her social ability is her number one so I, I threw a lot into her charisma and into her composure, and um, and her, and her intelligence, because I think she's pretty whip smart too.
4: Cool, great. How about you, Tyler? Um, I went with wits as uh, my detective character's highest stats, and my lowest one is going to be manipulation. I like the idea of a guy who uh, likes the case, likes the clues, but doesn't necessarily like interrogation or like talking to people to get to get uh, the next the next clue. So Um, he's
0: more into like the CSI side than the like break him in the interrogation room side. Yeah. Like a, like a dumb, I mean, I didn't
4: put his intelligence low, but like a dumber Sherlock Holmes of like, he's a Watson.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) He's his own Watson.
4: (laughs) One (laughs) man, Watson. where he's just like, I can't believe I figured that out. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome.
2: All right, great. Uh, So now we're going to move on to skills, which is the other side of that same coin. Uh, so, similarly, there, there's a couple ways to do skills. Um, there is a system where we can kind of go through your job and that sort of thing and pull it that way. Alternatively, I've got uh, a few prearranged sets, which I think probably makes the most sense. So we'll be, I think, using those, unless anyone has any strong objections. But it'll be a similar thing where, basically, I'll give you a list of...
0: Numbers that we can put that you, in dots. Numbers you can
2: slot in. And uh, what's nice is they come with a handy name. So, uh, basically, we've got... Um, jack of all trades, balanced, and specialist. So I'll read these out, um, and then you can kind of see where you want to fall. But that should give you a general sense of what these are going to look like. Great. So if you're Jack of all trades, you get one skill at three, eight skills at two, and ten skills at one. So you'll always have just a little bit of – usually you should have a, like just a, a little bit of play on everything. Balanced, you get three at three, five at two, and seven at one. And with a specialist, you get one at four, three at three, three at two, and three at one.
0: Okay, cool. So we'll go off and do math on our own again. We'll come back and tell you. Hell yeah. Nice. The future is now. Hooray. We did it. Flying cars. Oh, and you shaved your beard. <laughs> My powers are back.
2: <laughs> um, wicked. All right. So uh, what kind of skills did you all invest in? Uh, we don't need to list them all off, but where, where is your character strongest, do you think? My detective
0: chose investigation. <laughs> are you a specialist? Did you go specialist or jack of all or balance? specialist, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And then I, is it other stuff and like brainy stuff or is it a split of brain and brawn? Or? Uh,
4: I, I kind of tried to do a little bit of a split between brain and brawn, yeah.
0: Cool. Miles?
3: I also chose specialist. Um, I think she's pretty silver-tongued. She's good at influencing people to do what she wants or what she believes. Um, she might have been an influencer, you might say. Mm. 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 Yeah, so I put in pretty heavily into insight and, uh, I don't know, some persuasion.
1: Nice. In there. Cool.
0: Uh, I leaned heavily on the violent criminal stuff, streetwise, melee, brawl. Uh, And then I I went balanced because I felt like he'd have more skills that are sort of all over the place. So his backup skills are intimidation, drive, firearms, leadership. Like just kind of stuff I thought he would have as a street-level gangster. And then a couple of other things sort of spread throughout just random abilities like subterfuge, persuasion. He wouldn't be great at any of those, but he's probably used those day-to-day. Dog shit at anything smart. Like there's (laughs) no academics. There's no investigation. He doesn't know about vampires, so there's no occult really like... He's, he's a very blunt object in a very specific way, but that's why he's better with a team than he would be running the world on his own. Cool. Great.
2: All right. Uh, so now we get to move on to disciplines. Um, each clan has their own set of disciplines that are basically your superpowers. So good news, you're a vampire. I mean, bad news is you have hunger. <laughs> good news is you have superpowers now. So uh, basically, uh, there are three uh, powers available, three disciplines available to each clan. Uh, you get to pick two. One of those disciplines gets two dots, uh, one of the disciplines gets one. So you're really good at one, you're okay at one, and you don't have uh, any ranks in the third. So I'm going to list off what they are and what they do uh, for each of you, and then you just need to pick which of the two you want. So I'll do that on air, and then we'll pause again while we, we, we puzzle it out.
0: Cool. Tyler and I are both Ventrue. You are. Uh, so with Ventrue, the
2: three you get access to are Dominate, Fortitude, and Presence. So the way those work, uh, Dominate is mind control practiced through one's piercing gaze. Fortitude is uh, unearthly toughness, even to the point of resisting fire and sunlight. And presence is the ability to attract, sway, and control emotions.
0: So dominate is the Jedi mind trick in a very simple way. Yeah, or glamoring if we're using true blood. Yeah, presence is a bit Dracula's ability to like lock eyes with someone and they just walk up to him thinking he's super hot in like a ballroom.
2: Uh, yes, yeah, or um, calm people down. Like One's like, hey, go open that door for me. The other one's like, you're not so mad at me. Um, and fortitude is get stabbed in the stomach and it doesn't hurt. You can walk outside a little bit. Uh, nice. miles for Toriodor. Um, you have, um, auspix, which is extrasensory perception, uh, extrasensory, uh, extrasensory perception, Jesus awareness and premonitions. Uh, so you can kind of use it almost spidey sense E to, to kind of see the future. um, You have uh, celerity, which is supernatural quickness and reflexes, Uh, so like literally Matrix style or Quicksilver from the X-Men films, Um, and presence, which similarly is the ability to attract, sway, and control emotions.
0: Cool. So we'll all pick. We get two dots in one and one One dot dot in another. Yes, that's correct.
4: Does presence include your own emotions? I will look it up. Oh, okay.
0: I don't think so. Probably the emotions of no, others? No, because yours is like, I think Are your emotions are composure and resolve. Presence is around you. Okay. All right, we're back with our decisions. Excellent. All right,
2: so uh, what disciplines did you take? And uh, each discipline, basically, uh, one that you take at level two, you get to pick one. Uh, basically, each discipline has sub skills that you can take from them. Um, so everybody got to pick some. So what did you guys pick?
4: I picked fortitude as my level two, so I went with unswayable mind and toughness on that.
2: Nice, well, that's some good detectiveing.
4: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Also, how about you,
3: I picked aspects as my level two. Just so jump on that mic there. I, I chose aspects as my level two, um, so basically um, I can sense the unseen and I get premonitions. And then my other one I chose was presence, so I have I awe people.
0: Mm, fancy. Uh, I went all in on the toughness because he's so tough. Uh, So I took resilience, so it just makes me add fortitude to health. Uh, And I also took toughness, so this makes me even stronger. Uh, And then for my backup power, I took dominate and cloud memory because I think he can like (laughs) (laughs) MIB flashbulb (laughs) people after he eats them because I don't think he's terrifically subtle.
2: Excellent. Well, speaking of eating people, uh, that brings us to the next major piece, which is predator type. So vampires are predators. Uh, That said, you were all human once, and as a result, uh, you likely have some ways you prefer to eat or not eat. So um, essentially, uh, there's a list of these. I'll read off the summaries just so that uh, you and the people listening at home have a rough sense of of what they are. Um, The interesting thing about... uh, Predator is it comes with um, a specialty as well as a dot listed to discipline.
0: Um, yeah, so we will do that now. Cool. Read them out, baby. Oh yeah, here we'll pass you pass you that book. Or do you want to use the yeah? Digital c- one if for I now? could
2: steal the book for like two seconds, there, Miles, that would yeah, be. I'm
3: just getting. I'm moving towards it. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> Thank you. Perfect.
0: <coughs> yeah, because this is the way we all hunt humans, right? Yes. So it is. Correct. We 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 have to choose one specifically that we use. Or we choose one that's our primary because it affects abilities, and we'll we're, do it. Yeah, we we're, need to we're do.
2: basically yeah, we're, we're picking the, the type of uh, the type of vampire you are. So that's not to say that you can't feed on uh, people in various ways. It's just there's a preferred kind of style that you have. Got it. Uh, between them. Okay, so here are the predator styles. Uh, I'm just going to again list them off, and then we'll pass the book around so you can determine which one kind of suits your style best. Uh, but they are alley cat, which is you take blood by force or threat. Bagger, which is you acquire preserved or dead blood rather than hunt the living. Blood leech, you feed from other vampires, which has some potential consequences. Cleaver, you take blood covertly from your mortal family or friends. Consensualist, you take blood with consent. Farmer, you feed from animals. Osiris, an object of devotion, you feed from your cult, church, or fans. Sandman, you feed from sleeping victims, often breaking into homes. Scene queen... You feed from a subculture or exclusive group in which you s- enjoy high status. Siren, you feed by seduction under the guise of sex. So give those a think, and we'll go from there. Cool. All
0: right, we've all made our decisions. Man, look how fast we are. Everything happens instantaneously. Oh, my God, he's so on it. Woo! Tyler, what, what kind of predator are you? Uh, a blood leech. Um, that is, I uh,
4: take my blood uh, from kindred only. <laughs> Uh, which is a huge taboo, so I got to kind of find a way to get around that.
0: Also, the blood bond is super scary, so that's going to be a factor, too. <laughs> uh, sure, I guess, whatever that is. <laughs> if you drink blood from the same vampire three times, you fall in love with them. Oh, that's nice.
3: Incest! <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so then you like can't hurt them or stuff like that. They oh, okay. can influence you. Okay. All right, that's really cool. Uh, did you get any abilities at that?
4: Uh, yes, I got celerity, which lets me, uh, move at high speed and I think awards me like a bonus action during firefights and stuff for like reloading or drawing a weapon and stuff like that. Cool. Um, and then it gave me a ton of flaws <laughs> to, to deal through. with. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And you got a specialty, right? What was
4: that? Uh, oh yes. Um, I have a specialty in brawl against kindred.
0: Nice. So I'm just going to beat the shit out of some
4: vampires.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Miles, what do you got? What, what did you go with? For what's what's the name again?
3: I went with Osiris. Ooh, which means that I have uh, fans or followers or a group of people that are drawn to me that I uh, that I can feed off of my fan base.
0: Ooh, do what? Do you got a discipline with that? Would you would you get a bonus in?
3: I got a bonus in. I put it into performance. Ooh. Yes.
0: That's great. And then your discipline. Did you get a bonus point in Celerity or Aspects or something?
3: Yes. Uh, in Presence. So Ooh. I got the Vampire Kiss, yes, I think that's it's correct. called. Yep. Which uh, if, great movie. If, if I give them the Vampire Kiss, they they become obsessed with me.
0: Perfect. Yeah. And then come Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> and other, other flaws and stuff, but we'll find out what oh, those yeah, are in a minute. Lots of flaws. Uh, I went with Alley Cat, but just the transitional vampire that like bops people <laughs> on the head in an alley and is like, yeah, blood. Uh, <laughs> which means I, I got, I, sp- I have a specialty for brawl and grappling now. Right on. Uh, I got a a point in potence as a discipline, so I have a lethal body. I can cause aggravated damage, meaning not cool. just like punch people, but I can break bones and shit with okay. my fists at will. Cool. Uh, and I got, Criminal contacts. So I have three points now for advantages or something. And I lost some humanity. So I'm, a, I'm an openly shittier person. <laughs> I also lost humanity.
3: Yay! Yeah. I didn't because people want to give me their blood. <laughs> yeah,
0: see, you, 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 nice vampire. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Th- those are our decisions there, Tom. So what's Excellent. next? Excellent. I like it. Okay. So uh, next up, we're going to deal with advantages
2: and flaws. So you've already discovered a couple of these. Um, but essentially, uh, you get seven points to spend on advantages. Um, you take two points of flaws in addition to the ones you get from your predator type. So, um, these basically, there are, uh, advantages, backgrounds, and merits, uh, all of which are available to you. Um, some of them involve things like you have a bunch of people who follow you around. So Miles, that will probably figure into your, your situation. Um, and the flaws are there to counterbalance that. Uh, so fun things like, let's say you do have a lot of people who follow you. You can also take. Oh, now I attract stalkers because I'm so popular that people just just want to be around me. Uh, so we'll take a few minutes to figure out what your advantages and flaws
0: will be. So to be clear, seven dots for advantages, Advantage. and two dots for flaws. That is correct. Sick. Okay. Yeah. Right. And,
3: then, and then plus all the ones we I got. <laughs> plus the ones I you got, got five.
0: Yep. Yeah, you get those already. Those yep, are just uh, yeah. those are you get those for choosing your thing. Uh, <laughs> Oh my God, we're back again! Dun, 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 dun.
2: Nice. Um, yeah. So, what have you all decided on in terms of your advantages and flaws? Basically, there are merits, there are backgrounds, and there's a lore book, which is just random things from your past. Uh, don't mind the dog. Uh, we we have a, a studio dog named Ripley uh, in this studio, and in our East studio, we have a dog <laughs> named Freddy. So, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, sometimes that's going to happen. You're so, going to
0: hear water. Yep. Uh, Okay, I'll go first this time. Uh, so, Tom, I have a question for you because I know how, how I want to play this, and mm. I think I've, I've justified it by rules. I've got one point in finance, but I would also like to be illiterate. So I'd like to know enough numbers to run a business, but I cannot read or write words. <laughs> yep, I accept that. Great, because I, I also like the idea that this character is very threatened by people who think he's stupid, uh, <laughs> and that's his thing. So where I, I spent my my time, uh, I got a criminal contacts with my Alley Cat ability. Yep, uh, We're set here, so I want it to be... Uh, like an RCMP analyst uh, who tracks cases that are not getting solved where there's clearly somebody where he thinks the local cops have like bungled it. And then I'm getting fed information on those criminals. All right. Dig that. Uh, I spent, so that, that came with my, my other ability. And then I spent my seven points. So I got myself my own street gang of allies. I spent three points on that. Uh, And then I spent another three points to make their reliability a hundred percent. So they come whenever I call. Uh, and then I solidified my mask. So I spent a point on my mask that I've got like a full credit cards, credit history. It'll pass anything provincially. So if I need to like own a business or rent a car, I'm a guy who can actually do that. Sure. That, yep. That's it. So that's what I got. Cool. Uh, Miles, what'd you get?
3: Okay. So um, I spent a point into um, bond, which means that I can drink from a, a vampire. I think once. Yeah.
0: Uh, a bond slave, is that it?
3: No, yeah, I don't. It's just that, like, it doesn't immediately form a bond. Like, you, oh, can, yeah, kinda, yeah, you yeah. can push a little bit up back against it. Cool. Um, I, three to fame. So, pretty much everyone, most people in the world know my name. Nice. Um, two to influence, which means most people want to do me favors. Um, and one to herd. So, I have a following of up to three that I can randomly assign. Their resonance, mm. um, and cycle through. I think every rest wow. as to what okay, I need. Great. Like I can assign it to them, um, and then my flaws is um, I have a stalker, hmm. um, and I uh, because of the what's it called? Because of the predator, I am. I had to add a bunch of uh, points to. F- Fame flaws. So uh, I was hunted um, out of the previous city I was living in for um, being too obvious about draining humans. Hmm. And um, also a family member is infamous. And I had to put uh, something um, into um, mythic flaws. So... um, I get stigmata every time I reach hunger level four, which means my hands start dripping blood and makes me more obvious that I'm a vampire.
2: <laughs> yep, that would do it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, I have a folkloric bane, which means I'm uh, like hypersensitive and squishy to um, vampire um, weapons. So holy water, UV light, silver bullets, they, they hurt real bad. Um, and also I have a prey exclusion. I will not drink from children. Cool.
0: Oh, I forgot. I have a flaw that comes with being Ventru, where I have a prey exclusion, so I've just chosen good people. Yep. Uh, Ridley just exists in a world where he sees people who, like, commit crimes or who are, like, violent to other people or are just sort of shitty as being fair game because they've stepped into his world, yeah. whereas legitimately good people he does not feed on because he finds that really repellent just as a being. Cool. So, Tyler, you'll need a bonus exclusion because you're also Ventru.
4: Oh, okay. Um Cool, I will think on that in just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I also have... Well, uh, I've also been chased out of the last city I was in, but that's because I have a dark secret uh, because I'm a blood leech and I feed on (coughs) other kindred. And so I uh, have been uh, shunned. I've got two points and shunned uh, by the Anarch, uh, so they will actively work against me. Yep. Um, And uh, I have uh, an adversary who is one... Level on the vampire chain uh, Higher than me Oh shit Uh, Yeah People out to get you Yeah Um, I spent Basically all of my Advantage uh, Points on being Unbondable That takes Five uh, So that now When I uh, Feed from Vampires I don't fall in love With them Well that's a Yeah so The blood bond is Is a dangerous Game that vampires Can
2: play Where if you drink From the same vampire Three times You start to become Wildly enamored with them uh, and it's something that a lot of vampires fear because throughout history it's been used to actively fuck with a lot of shit um, so that's yeah uh, that actually works out pretty well given that you that miles is able to push back a bit if she drinks kindred blood and you're unbondable it means that theoretically both of you could feast on another vampire without it being a huge problem mm-hmm.
0: I can eat them twice if they're <laughs> bad people
4: yeah yeah uh, As my last two advantage points, I spent one to become a portfolio proletariat, which is I live in a fucking shitty apartment or uh, (laughs) I live out of my car. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Hard luck PI. Yeah. Uh, And then I am also known uh, within the Camarilla um, Consortium. What is that? The group? Just the Camarilla is what they're known as. Yeah, Or the Camarilla, if you're feeling fancy. Camarilla, sure. Um, One point of that just means that they know
0: about me. Cool. Yeah, we looked up. He's been he's been welcomed, and he's sort of, like, known as an up-and-comer.
4: Okay. Yeah, yeah that's very good. That also tracks with the Anarchs. We'll talk about this
2: on air <clears throat> with the main show, but um, the two major factions in version 5 of Vampire are the Anarchs, who, as their name suggests, love anarchy, and kind of believe that um, the old vampires aren't really the way to go. Um, also, the uh, Camarilla, or the Camarilla, depending on how you want to pronounce it, um, have long been—I think we'll do Camarilla because it's a North American pronunciation— um, the Camarilla have long been kind of the gatekeepers of who doesn't, doesn't get to break the rules. So the Anarchs are kind of like, go fuck yourselves.
0: It is in Montreal though. It might be Camarilla again. <laughs> we're just oh, going to so- commit to Camarilla cause I, it's big it sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not doing a French Canadian accent. Neither are you. Neither stop. <laughs> we might do occasional ones, but it's true. Um, anyway,
2: so, uh, cool. Very cool. All right, good. So, uh, we're starting to get a, a much clearer, uh, vision, I think of who, who all these folks are and, and what they're about. Uh, the next major, as I reach for a notebook, um, the next major uh, piece of the puzzle is figuring out who you are to each other. Okay. So um, the groups that uh, groups of vampires who kind of team up for whatever reason are known as a coterie, uh, and that's what we're going to build now is basically our coterie. So there are a number of different coterie types, um, and we are going to decide on one. Oh, uh, hmm. We could also do convictions and touchstones first.
0: Why don't Uh, we do do everything except Coterie, and then we can lock Coterie? Or do you want those to match the Coterie? Because we could choose Coterie and then make our rules collectively. Mm. Maybe Coterie first? We know what our goals are, and then we'll make sure our group rules stick with them? Sure, let's do that. Okay, so uh, there are various types of
2: Coterie. You guys can determine which kind you want to be. But essentially, the um, overarching types are Blood Cult, which controls a human cult and feeds from them. Cerberus, which uh, protects or guards an important location. Champions, your people who fight for good cause. Commando, your people who fight for a monster. Day Watch, you guard the undead sleepers from mortals. Fang Gang, your criminal crew or gang or the like. Hunting Party, you capture humans with particular blood resonance for others. A Marshal serves and guards the Lord of the City. Nomads travel from place to place. Plumieries are a social coterie that flocks together. Kusatari seeks to accomplish a great enterprise or objective. Regency, you're just running things until the Elder gets back. Sabari, uh, you're disguised and covertly inserted by a rival lord. The Vem uh, enforces the masquerade. And Watchmen protect the city from supernatural intruders.
4: Oh, I do like the sound of that last one. Me too. I was like, (laughs)
3: that last one.
4: Do you have anything that particularly piques your interest, Ryan?
0: Uh I was trying to think of our various backgrounds. The other one would be if we're enforcing the masquerade, and yep. they've brought all of us in because we all have some sort of rebellious tendency, which means we could get in with the anarchs to take out the anarchs. Because well, you're so what? actively you hunting to put
1: together them, right?
4: some
0: kind of
1: suicide, suicide squad.
2: <laughs> Boo!
4: Um, I, I was going to say that. Uh, also piqued my
2: interest. So in terms of the things that come with that, uh, for Watchmen, the Coterie patrols the city and protects it from intruders, especially Anarchs and werewolves. Uh, Camarilla Coteries established in uh, border cities to repel Sabbat influence or to colonize newly won territory also count as Watchmen. Anarch cities call their Watchmen, who guard against reactionaries and Camarilla infiltrators, the Committee of Public Safety, the Cheka, or the Eyes of the People. Uh, So that would give you... um,
0: so and we're either protecting against Sabbat and Anarchs if we're on the Camarilla side, which uh, I guess we're going with Camarilla. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, maybe all the I'm characters are pronouncing to videos that pronounce it both ways. So my head just yeah. He actively flips back and forth. You're on Camarilla side, right, uh, yeah. Tyler? And you don't have a specific side, do you? No. Um, were you chased out of an Anarch city or a Camarilla city? For for breaking the masquerade. Would the Anarchs chase her out if she, for no, breaking I the masquerade? It,
3: no, I think it'd be a uh, Camarilla. The
0: Camarilla would
2: chase her out for... Bra- so the Camarilla are the enforcers of the masquerade. That said, uh, I've got some story reasons as to why that's all possible. So I, it sounds like, based on Tyler's background, you guys would be affiliated with the Camarilla, unless you were... Actively trying to subvert them while being a member of them, which is also possible. I would say if you want to say that um, your coterie is on side with the Camarilla, that's totally fine, and then we'll figure out why that's okay for Miles. Once we've if we've decided on like that being the thing, so you said Watchmen was interesting. What was the other one you guys were were interested? The in?
4: one just before that,
2: where we're just so enforcing the one after the where it's just, just keeping
0: supernatural stuff out. Or? I thought that was Watchmen. Oh, that, right, that was that Vemme <laughs> uh, or whatever. It was.
2: Yeah, it's it's Veme or or something of that sort. Uh, okay, so um, Primogen tasked this Coterie to protect the Masquerade at all costs. The VMA has the authority to arrest and subdue violators if need be to bring them before the Prince and the Primogen. Um,
0: if we're trying to bust up the Anarchs, it gives us an excuse why you keep eating them, Tyler. Otherwise, yeah. eating them is still yeah, a crime. I think that's hard to cover like, up. Yeah. We, had,
2: we had two of the three of you kind of <laughs> jump at Watchmen, and it's actively set up against one of the factions, so I think that makes sense. Uh, so, And the VMA is a little more from what I'd had planned, I hadn't really planned for you guys to be like in direct contact with a bunch of princes. So <laughs> I would lean Watchmen if that works for...
3: Sure, years. let's do that.
2: Yeah, we'll figure out how that works.
4: Yep,
0: yep.
3: Cool.
4: I'm nodding. Sorry, I should also...
0: <laughs> audio for
4: the audio medium that I also agree.
0: I'll physically nod now, but silently.
4: There good. we go. That was well done.
0: Okay, so
2: basically with Watchmen, uh, each of the backgrounds... Uh, sorry, each... Uh, Coterie background comes with additional perks for you based on what you've got. Cool. Uh, so with Commando, um, the, the, they break it down, uh, and we'll never use these terms again, but into um, Chass, Lean, and Portillion, which basically means how big is your hunting territory? Um, so for you guys, you've basically been issued a city block.
0: Oh, yeah. We, we, we get, like, big say there. We have to take guests and shit. That's cool. Yep. Uh, so you get a
2: city block, um, You your lean is two, so that's how well integrated the coterie is into their domain. Each dot lean adds one die to a coterie member's pool on attempts to interact peacefully with a native mortal, find something, someone, or somewhere within the domain, find what the word on the street is. So basically think of it as... Uh, you guys are well integrated enough into your city block, possibly because uh, there's a recognizable detective or whatever, that when you go looking for information in your area, it's very it's two dice easier for you.
0: Yeah, we're like mild Robin Hoods kind of
2: thing. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. People recognize you, they'll lean in. Uh, and the final one is you get um, two status with Camarilla.
0: So those are just advantage dots?
2: Yeah, so on uh, any check to interact with the Camarilla or to ask for things from the Camarilla, you get plus two to your dice pool. Great. All right. So having uh, decided on our coterie and kind of what what your mission in in Montreal is going to be, we now move on to convictions and touchstones. So basically, um, the way this works is you're going to pick one to three convictions... Uh, And then from that, we'll figure out one to three touchstones. Touchstones are people uh, from your mortal life uh, that you're still connected to. So they can be family members. They can be lovers. They can be friends. They can be mentors. But basically, uh, the people... If if, if you're Peter Parker, this is Aunt May, Mary Jane, J. Jonah Jameson. So these are
0: individual for each of us? Yeah. And they are in Montreal, however they got there, because we're in Montreal. They don't
2: necessarily need to be at the onset. I just need to know... Just determine who they are in the world, and then they will... Make their way to Montreal. There will be a reason they will be there eventually. Yeah, they're
0: all coming just
2: for laughs. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's in the guide <laughs> to Montreal. Montreal by Night lists all the festivals, and they're like just for uh, yeah. laughs. So yeah, they're yeah. like, here's where Cirque du Soleil is. I'm like, not anymore. <laughs> anyway, um, Wicked. Okay, so we're gonna do that. Uh, also, convictions are um, sort of guiding principles for your character in terms of things they will and won't do, um, and acting on behalf of those earns you things like willpower and humanity acting against those things can cost you humanity so um, the convictions for your character uh, again pick between one and three there's a list here but feel free to make up your own uh, the list includes things like um thou shalt not kill kill only unworthy unbelievers in fair combat and self-defense never expose children to violence, love thy neighbor as thyself, disobedience is dishonor, protect the innocent from harm, courage is the highest value, that sort of thing. Basically, um, they can be a personal personal ethical core, a vampiric path, or just things the character does or balks out whenever they uh, they consider it. So let me know what these are, but basically these are the human values that your character is going to attempt to uphold, even as you turn into a monster. Um
0: Cool. So we'll just take a second to write those down. Uh, Yes. So those can
2: be convictions. Uh, They can also be beliefs. So things like uh, slavery is evil, obey authority. Um, Oh, sorry. This is all under convictions. So you can incur stains, which will possibly turn you into a larger monster if you um, go against these as a character. However, if you support them, it'll help you uh, regain your your identity. So honestly... um, Think of these as kind of fun challenges to give yourself as a character. It seems like we already have a few floating around for this group. Mm-hmm. Some people seem to be pretty big on, like, defending, uh, like, destroying bad people, but keeping good
4: people in the clear. So, mm-hmm.
0: Cool. All right. Let's go over our uh, convictions.
4: Tyler. Uh, I pulled one straight from the book, uh, Never Expose Children to Violence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I went too abstract on this, so I think I might want to refine it down with you, Tom, but sure. I just wrote this second fiction as feed only on the monsters. Mm. Um, and I think that's kind of in line with, um, not eating like, uh, not, not, feeding from a vampire who say as a form of like payment or under the table wants me to feed on them. Like it's kind of a, a, a moralistic, like if I'm on the case and I'm, Tracking down uh, an Anarch, Mm -hmm. Um, that's the one that I feed on kind of thing.
0: I I mean, the monster is an interesting idea because theoretically there's also like Kytif who are not clan affiliated or there might be someone who's loosely affiliated with Anarchs, but they just like run a homeless shelter, but they're openly a vampire. So that would take them off the table for you because you won't touch Camarilla for Ventru, and you can't touch mortals. Yeah. So it would just be like if there's ethical vampires, maybe. I don't know.
2: yeah, I, I like only feed on the monsters because yeah, that does mean. For example, if you find just like a vampire living in the woods, you're not going to just even if he's not under the protection of the Camarilla. Yeah, know, I have no reason drain to drain that random yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, yeah. But if there's a vampire who is yeah, like murdering people <clears throat> openly or or doing yeah. something that you disapprove of morally. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's it's very much the um. I was gonna say Morbius, but it's not Morbius. I forget which vampire it is, but there's definitely, like, a have
0: <laughs> um, yeah, Lestat. Lestat only kills bad people. Oh, yeah? Mm. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. So um, there, there's some, some fun fun to be had there. Uh, my last uh, uh, conviction, because I did go for all three, uh, is uh, <laughs> no case too tough. <laughs> I love it. It's going to solve it. Yeah.
2: Uh, we could all right. So start thinking. Um, the flip side of convictions is the good news is they give you ways to kind of maintain your humanity. Bad news is they give you more ties to humanity. So um, start uh, for every conviction you have, you get you gain a touchstone. Is there a touchstone? Is, does the person have to be directly related to the conviction, or just three people in my life? Uh, no, just three people in your life okay. to to complicate things. So so take a take a few minutes and think of those as we continue on around around the table. Uh, Miles, you want to go next? Or?
3: Uh. <laughs> yeah sure um so my two convictions are um fighting for equality and also um i pulled them from the book so helping the disenfranchised so they they kind of go hand in hand um and my two touchstones are um my brother i have a younger brother and um my agent who is also my best friend
4: great <laughs> love it awesome
3: and uh i can they also be part of my herd
2: i believe so okay but yes. That would make sense. Uh, and Tyler, uh, I was incorrect. They The touchstones have to, in some way, represent the conviction or what you're trying to solve with the conviction. So for Get example, Miles, okay. I think equality probably works for you with your brother. Yeah. Um, the thing is, if those touchstones are lost, you also lose those convictions. So oh, okay. Done, done, done. So you can't just be like, oh, no, I hate this touchstone. Blam. Hooray, I'm free. Um, yeah. So touchstones can be anyone from, like, a family member, a best friend, a child, uh, to something more abstract, like someone you've come to recognize as, uh, you know, a rare good person, someone who represents the ideal you held in life. So, I mean, Tyler, something to think about might be if there's someone on the force, like if you if there's a Captain Holt for your guy, that's just like, oh, no, that's hmm. that's who I wanted to be. But now I'm a vampire. Like, I anyway, think yeah. to think about uh,
0: those are great. Miles, start thinking on names um, for those those two. OK, uh, Ryan, what do you got? All right, I got, I'm going for the full three as well because I feel like Ridley is a complicated man who cannot read. Uh, <laughs> never expose children to violence. I think he's going to have a specific rule, though. It's ages 12 and under. 13 <laughs> is when Ridley became a gangster, so he figures at 13 you're an adult. Cool. So he's got like a weird hard line on that okay. where he has to double check what people's ages are because if they're 13, they're an carding adult. Is these he, kids before he kills them? Quite possibly. Or exposes them to violence, whatever. Yeah. Um, his second rule is never punch down. I don't think he'd ever go after a smaller gang at any point. Like he would never go after people who are having like a really bad time. Like he's got a little bit of, I think a, a Robin hood, like the old school mafia mentality of like, if he's, he's got his street gang and we've got our city domain we're looking after. He would never fuck with anybody in that domain. He'd be the guy where like, I'm having an issue. Cause my husband's hitting me is like, come to him, have a conversation the husband will leave the neighborhood. Like he's that the guy kind that thing. like people give
2: donuts to, and he walks by. Yeah, like,
0: oh. yeah. He's not like Flash, or he's like, give me that falafel. <laughs> people <laughs> are like, have some falafel. You're nice. Uh, and then the last one I have is do whatever it takes to protect the LGBTQ community. Nice. Uh, because I I want uh, like Ridley's gay, and he's very open about it, and he will not let anybody fuck with that community because that's like his base level. Right on. Cool. Uh, Tyler, do you have touchdowns? Because I'm just gonna riff mine really quick. Um, I've got
4: two so far uh, no case too tough i've got a partner yeah uh, yeah yeah we run our own private eye business or whatever whatever the fuck uh, um, uh, feed on the monsters um, let me know what you think of this tom but i think i have uh i guess it's like a sire mm-hmm. uh someone knows of my feeding uh, uh tendencies uh who is uh kindred sorry i'm trying i'm struggling with the terms
2: no it's all good um so touchstones actually specifically have to be humans. oh okay well then not that then um okay but uh i would when i was buddies with a vampire hunter <laughs> i mean you were you were investigating the masquerade you yeah. could also have been friends with a vampire um like that's also oh no no then, no because uh, then uh, they're not mortal human um Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So what if it's, what if, what if we kind of combine the two? What if it's like a, a a Dexter's dad style vampire hunter guy, not for you, but like maybe he, he had, if we want to go full Dexter, it could be his son, it could be his daughter, but like he saw someone turn, he tried to raise them ethically. Like, I wonder if you sought out something like that, or where where you, you fallen on this? You can I also wa- think about it for a bit. Yeah, but.
4: yeah. I wasn't thinking about uh, a mortal individual related to feed on the monsters, because the like knee-jerk one is like, I already lost someone to a monster, right? And now it's like, I have to take down amoral vampires. Mm. But that's not what this mechanic is for. Uh, for never-exposed children to violence, uh, a, uh, a nurse at the local hospital... Uh, a pediatric nurse, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get back to you on uh, feed on the monsters, Touchstone. Wicked.
0: Cool. I got mine. Uh, Ridley is currently working as like a big brother in the community for an eight-year-old boy named Xanatos. Nice. Uh, he also, uh, with his never punch down. Uh, maybe there's like a pub in the neighborhood of our domain. It's run by just an old guy named Tim, who's like a World War II vet. He's in like his late 80s, and he's running this bar, and it was getting like trashed by locals, and that did not work for Ridley as also a British guy. Mm -hmm. So he cleaned that up and is now like looking after Tim and the bar. Uh, And his third one is a a trans escort named Sylvana, who reminds Ridley of his mom, who he's looking after in his protect the LGBTQ community sense. Cool.
2: Uh, and Miles, did you have names for these folks yet? It's okay if you don't. Yeah.
3: My, my brother's name is Iggy and, um, my agent's name is Emily. It's another Emily.
2: Yay. Show continuity between shows. <laughs> um, and, uh, I'd encourage you also to think about who the other two members of your herd are. Okay. Um, we don't necessarily need that today, but yeah, just, a. think who else is in your your Tracy Jordan-esque entourage? Uh, Tyler, you got... uh
4: Uh, So I think you nailed it when you made the Dexter reference. Uh, Feed on the monsters. Uh, My uh, touchstone is a crooked cop uh, slash vigilante, so basically Dexter, (laughs) Uh, a a police officer who uh, cannot abide um, when a uh, killer... Or or something like that uh gets gets off um Wicked. Scot free. So takes uh, the law into their own hands. Excellent. And on that note,
2: um we talked about you being a detective. Uh do you think you're with the police force or are you a
4: PI? I think I'm a PI now because I like having a partner for no case too tough.
0: And you're in a new town because you got chased out of the other one, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah, that works. Great. Great, great, great. <clears throat> Uh, okay. That's awesome. Awesome.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so the, in terms of character building, they also talk about, uh, ambition and desire ambitions, like an overarching thing. Desire is more of a, a come and go. Um, we might, I think treat those, uh, on a session to session basis. Uh, I think thinking of an ambition for your character might, might be helpful just as like an overarching thing that you're, you're all about. Those can change, but just kind of to give you a baseline, uh, and then Desires, uh, again, we'll likely change session to session. We'll throw them up with a character map because that's what it's for. Spooky. Um, wicked. So I think that... Do you want
0: us to share possible ambitions or desires uh, right Yeah, now? if you've got one, I'd say say go for it. I just want really quick. Ambition. Uh, to become the Prince of Montreal. Okay. I <laughs>
4: don't hear that phrase uh, very often.
0: No. Uh, and his desire is to own his own strip club.
4: All right. Cool. Um, I think ambition is to keep, I think it's to keep the status quo of keeping humans safe, but also keeping now, like now that he's on this other level of society, keeping the law abiding vampires safe as well. I think that's his ambition is to basically keep everyone safe. Cool. Given, given what's at risk, if the, uh,
2: masquerade is blown,
4: if masquerade is, thrown into disarray or if more feral and aggressive vampires take over Mm -hmm. and then both levels of innocent people are at risk. So yeah, I would say keep everyone safe. Awesome. Uh,
2: miles.
3: I think her ambition is to, um, find, find someone who is, um, struggling and mentor them to be a great artist. Awesome. And her desire is to write one last incredible poem. Great.
0: Awesome. And I'm, I'm imagining we've all kept our like ambitions to ourselves. I would never be like, I want to be Prince. That would be a very bad yeah, move. They, as, these as, are just
2: for us to know. Again, we'll yeah. put them on the character map. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, the ambitions are, are kind of like long-term life They're goals. they life goals, yeah. Whereas uh, the desire, and the desire, again, will likely change session to session. This is just a yeah. good, good
0: thing. It's the thing like. we're chasing in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wicked. All right. So
2: uh, the final uh, piece of character creation we need to handle... Uh, is what generation um, of vampire you are. Basically, since the Antediluvians, um, each time a new generation is born, uh, their powers become slightly weaker. And this has been going on and on and on. Uh, There's a concept called Jenna, which is the apocalypse for vampires uh, that has been foretold. Uh, Everyone assumed Jenna was coming as the blood got thinner and thinner and thinner. Uh, But here we are, and it still hasn't happened yet. So... Um, we are going to be neonates, which are, uh, 12th to 13th generation. Let's say 13th, uh, generation vampires. Cool. Um, again, the way to get stronger is to eat stronger vampires, which actually seems like something you guys are actively planning on doing. So that works. What this means is your minimum blood potency is one and your maximum blood potency is three. Uh, so, on the second sheet, you'll see a list for blood potency. Yep. If you just want to
0: make a note of that there. I got Should we just black out everything but three of the dots? Or how do we note it? Sure. Yeah, sure. I had uh,
4: instructions to add one to my blood potency by being a, a blood leech. Excellent. As a predator. So, go ahead. So, then your uh, maximum will be four.
0: Okay. Rather than three. Cool. What's a clan bane? Do we have that? So each of the clans has its own
2: bane, which is something it's particularly uh, affected by. So for Toreador, Miles, you've got... uh, Okay. So your bane, uh, they exemplify the old saying uh, that the art and the blood take strange forms. They desire beauty so intensely that they suffer in its absence. Well, your character finds itself in less than beautiful surroundings. Lose the equivalent of the bane severity and dice from dice pools to use disciplines. So I'll decide specifically how the beauty or ugliness of the environment, including clothing, blood dolls, etc., penalizes them based on the character's aesthetics. Um, so essentially, what we're going to need to do with you, and, and we can figure this out, is figure out what your character finds particularly beautiful in the world, and what your character finds particularly horrifying. Keeping in mind that because of this strain it's not just like a personal taste thing it's like an actual blood compulsion uh, left over from the thing largely because um, some of the banes play into if you roll a a critical fail you might just be so wrapped up in the beauty of something that you just stop and stare at it or start listening to it or start writing it rather than dealing with whatever the shit is going on around you Uh, and for
0: Venture, which is Tyler and I good old Venture pals the Ventrue Brothers. We got uh, that.
2: Yay. Um, you're in possession of rarefied palates. When you drink blood from a mortal outside your preference, a profound exertion of will is required, or the blood surges back up as scarlet vomit. Um, so you have a variety of things. With a resolve and awareness test difficulty four or more, your character can sense if a mortal possesses the blood they require. If you want your character to feed from anything but their preferred victim, you must spend willpower points equal to the character's bane severity. So basically, you need to pick a preferred... Type Which I think Both of you already have Yeah
0: Yep I'm scumbags And you're monsters Who are also vampires Yeah Who are not Camarilla So I think we have Three characters Is there anything We're missing Tom Uh, I think that's it for now. Um, I
2: will update our character map. Um, In the time between now and our first session, uh, I will go away and basically take all these ideas and combine them with the storyline I've been building um, to help flesh it out. What that will likely mean is I will get in touch with each of you individually uh, to discuss secrets and how we want things to connect. Uh, And then once we kick things up uh, we'll still do a full introduction of our characters uh, at the beginning of our first session in terms of the sort of a usual who are you what do you look like kind of situation in order to catch uh, our listeners who are just joining us there up uh, but other than that I believe we, we have our coterie we have hey. our characters and we have our vampires
4: I got a name for this Dum Dum. if you want to hear it now or should we save it Nah, let's hear it everybody no. else already went with theirs his name is gonna be Everett Fry. Everett nice. Fry, nice, nice.
3: Everett nice.
0: Fry, Ridley Beef, aka the Riddler, <laughs> uh, and last but not least, Iris Dunn. There we go. Vampire the Masquerade, Blood and Syrup, Spooktacular,
3: Spookity Spook Spook.
0: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time: Christian Menicola, Long Long, Jason Denson